0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Amarsi Unplugged. And today I'm really happy to have a very good friend of the show, a very good friend of mine, and someone that is uh, a good friend of many of my guests as well, Miss Esther Kiss. Now Esther, you are awesome for doing the show again, because I remember the last time we were here was two years ago? The last time we interviewed Yeah,
1: it, it's been quite a while. I don't remember exactly when, but it feels like
0: forever. <laughs> yeah, It's been a while. Well, you've been busy and... Uh, I love the way that you guys have been, like, how you've been, like, moving forward and stuff. It's absolutely amazing. We're going to get into that in just a moment. Just a real quick shout-out to our sponsor of the show today, uh, Adelamarti.com. Uh, of course, you can go check out all the previous episodes of Adelamarti Unplugged on Adelamarti.com. And if you're doing this on podcast, please leave us a review because we're always looking at ways that we can improve. Uh, And by we means me and edit staff because we always look at stuff, yay. Uh, The other people are actually sponsoring the show. We have the Abrasive Entrepreneur or Um, abrasiveentrepreneur.com. That abrasiveentrepreneur.com is the right URL. They are sponsoring the show and you can go there, check out what Shane Hunter has actually created as the Facebook ad psychology free giveaway. It's an hour long um video. It's absolutely amazing. It's probably one of the best videos I've seen on Facebook ad Psychology and what makes people click and buy. Check it out. And also finally, uh this show is also sponsored by born to influence.com forward slash checklist. Go there and get the media positioning checklist by our one and only good friend Esther Kiss. She actually wrote this and I gotta tell you it's really, really simple. It's four steps. and um, they'll transform the way that you position yourself in the media and get people to actually um reach out to you. It's one of the best things I've seen and definitely one of the best pr people i've uh, talked to in a really, really long time actually probably ever so esther thank you so much for actually giving the checklist away and actually being here today very much appreciate thank it thank
1: you thank you for having me that's quite an introduction there
0: <laughs> well i've already given you, uh, you a proper introduction which i'm just about to do so for the people that oh. don't know who you are uh i'm gonna give them my introduction and you can jump in and throw your flourishes in whenever you want um I've known Esther for literally years. I think the last... We first met... I think I was living in Plymouth. That's how long it's been. It's been three... Almost four years now. um, That we've known each other. And we met because I was actually on your show... Born to Influence. If I remember, Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. We got talking. And Esther has gone on from being... Someone that does podcasts. A very early adopter of the podcast movement. And also someone that inspired this show... To actually even happen. Um... To becoming one of my close friends, clients, and compadres. Literally, someone that just basically has helped me build the show, uh, has helped me with um, my own positioning, and more importantly, I've helped her with her business. And genuinely, she's probably one of the best people in media and connections on getting you uh, seen and visible online that I've actually ever met. And she makes it super simple even to teach. I, w- I went through your publicity crash course. It's amazing. Like, genuinely, probably one of the best things I've actually gone through uh, in the last two years. Thank you. You're welcome. So, yeah. Um, so, what have you been up to, like, lately? I know, like, um, you know, bar being a cat enthusiast like me, um, <laughs> what have you been up to? Because you've been really, really <laughs> busy the last uh, year and a half. I mean, you had Gary V on your show. You had, like, a product launch. Everything's been kicking off. So, What's going on right now?
1: A product launch. I launched a bunch of things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I saw two. I saw two. Okay. Because the other things I wasn't allowed to see yet. You'll have to tell us about those.
1: That is true. (laughs) Well... Um, so you know the the few things that you mentioned here, doing publicity work and working with really big name influencers is what my main core business is. I don't think I even had this business yet when we did the first interview a few years back nope. because I started this about three years ago, offering publicity services. And you know how you mentioned the the podcast that uh, I started with Born to Influence, the marketing show that you were a guest on. Um, that was the the catalyst to creating a publicity agency because um I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just thinking that I wanted to develop relationships with influencers and very successful entrepreneurs who have New York Times best selling books or have built multi-million dollar businesses. I wanted to pay at, play at a higher level. And so I started connecting with them and we launched a podcast to give them a platform to do interviews and, and eventually it turned into a business where I would be offering publicity services. And so that's what I've been up to for the last three years or so. Wow. and. It shifted recently where I'm looking to scale and to connect also with people who are not quite in the position to hire a publicist yet, but they would really benefit from getting media exposure, getting the publicity, the credibility, the traffic, everything else. But they're just not quite there yet, where it makes sense to hire dedicated, uh, dedicated publicist. And so, I launched a couple of courses: the publicity crash course that you've mentioned, a membership site, and I do one-on-one coaching now as well for those who uh, are interested in this topic and they're looking to get the skills for themselves so that they can get their own publicity.
0: That's pretty awesome. Now, I got to ask, as someone that is. Um How do I put this nicely, I have a terror, I'm completely terrified of being being, uh, seen, essentially, and it's something I'm working on, as you know, and you know, you've seen how basically my posts have become more and more public about what I'm thinking and doing and stuff like that over the last couple of months. But I have to ask, as someone that's going through something like that, what would be your best advice for them, and especially when you know for a fact that if they became more public, their business will transform. And it will actually take care of a lot of the problems they're currently facing what advice would you give that person
1: to really i would really advise to tune in to what you actually want if you're looking to build a personal brand where you're the go-to authority and the main person one of the real a players in your niche then you just gotta get over yourself <laughs> and get out there and get over this discomfort of not wanting to be seen. And I can completely empathize with that and really relate to it because I'm a very, very introverted child. <laughs> I like to not leave the house if I don't have to for days, and used to be super, super shy. And I realized about a year ago or so that it's just a choice. If you want to have the results that come with building a powerful personal brand, then you got to decide that, okay, I'm going to get over myself and the excuses that are holding me back around hiding behind the computer and not really coming out and not shining my light brightly. Now, if you're only looking to do publicity because you think it will grow your business, but you really are the kind of person who doesn't like to uh, be the the face of the brand, then maybe that's not right for you. Maybe a personal brand is not something that you should be pursuing. But if that's the path that you want to go on, then, then I would encourage you to either journal about it, set the intentions and really examine and look inside what's going on. What are some of the benefits if I were to not be visible? What are some of the, what's the payoff? Why am I being so comfortable hiding behind the scenes and figure that out so that you can move past it, make a choice and go for it big time and start getting the publicity that you want
0: see that's pretty cool okay so now i gotta ask really especially because you know i've known you for such a long time and how you've been doing so many different things what generates your ideas i mean that's that's actually something i'm curious about because um you know there's so many ideas i've seen come online from you that you're always doing something different what what drives that like what inspires you to do stuff like that
1: it's inspiration. I don't even think that it's my ideas. It's probably just being channeled from the universe or from my higher self or whatever you want to call it. It's being in tune and feeling creative and joyful. That's the time I find when inspired ideas come more than what you can even implement. And this is true for everyone. It's not a special gift that I have. It's just allowing yourself to be in flow and step into joy and really only do the things that feel right for you that are in alignment for you that's where you free up that mental capacity so that you're not blocking the new ideas anymore and so they always just start coming and coming and coming and you can't even do all of them because they're just too many and if you want a practical tool what i really like to do is to journal and write things where you might ask yourself a question for example if I were fully in alignment, what would I be doing right now? Or what's my next inspired idea? Or do affirmations where you write down over and over again that I always receive inspired ideas and I take action on them right away, things like that. And start putting this out there so that you're, you elevate your vibrations and those ideas are able to come to you.
0: That's pretty cool. Okay, so I gotta ask because you are probably the 19th person on the show to say this about journaling. Now, I have my own way of journaling. <laughs> It's, it is essentially like what I find is a benefit from, from journaling is I get to like dump all these ideas out of my brain onto a piece of paper and I get to see them and physically write them down. I don't know what it does to that part of my brain, but it really helps me like really focus things down and kind of like get out of the fear mode that I might be in or um, if I'm feeling overwhelmed or if I'm feeling like ecstatic. It just really puts everything into perspective for me. Now for you as someone that does journal quite, I'm, I'm assuming you journal daily as well. What is it that you actually write about? Like, do you have a structure? Do you just like kind of write what's on your mind? Because the way I do it is I kick off a morning, I I do a to-do list and then I write about how I feel. And then throughout the day, I update what I'm feeling throughout the hours.
1: My journaling doesn't have a structure per se, although it has a a pattern that comes because of the repetition of some of the things that I'm locked in at the moment. I just keep saying the same thing over and over again to bring it to life. But there is no set structure. The only guidelines that I would like to offer here is to write the way it comes to you. So don't try to edit it while you're writing and don't try to make something happen by thinking it up. Just ask a question of yourself on paper and then see what comes through you and then start writing that down freehand. Now I used to do um, what they call the morning pages based on Julia Cameron's uh, book, The Artist Way, where she recommends that you write at least three, page- three pages every single day just to dump out all the clutter from your head. Freeze, uh, freestyle completely uh, stream of consciousness type of journaling where you just Write down anything that you're thinking of. It doesn't really matter what the topic is or if it even relates to the previous sentence because the role of this type of journaling is that you just get out the chatter from your head onto the paper so that you can have clarity and space to breathe and think. Um, I still sometimes do that type of uh, stream of consciousness journaling if I feel that I need it, but I don't do the morning pages anymore. These days, it's much more about what I want to create and then connecting to it emotionally so that I can see it and feel it as if it was already a done deal. And then write it down either as something that is already my current reality or as something that already has happened, depending on what the topic is and also how strongly I'm connected to it. So for example, I might say something like, I'm so happy and grateful that I live in my dream house in the Hollywood Hills. Now it's not a physical reality yet, but I know that it's coming and I'm really connected to it emotionally. I don't have doubts in my mind whether or not it can happen. Or for habits, for example, I might say something like, I always make the right decision or I can clear my inbox anytime I choose to. Things like that. That. Are already actual habits but I still keep reaffirming them every single time when it comes to mind because I want it to continue to be my reality
0: that's pretty cool I like that I like the way that's actually set up because a lot of people don't do anything close to that they kind of just kind of go okay I'll do this for a couple of weeks and if nothing happens then I'll move on to something else And I think that's just half-hearted, but I love the fact that you actually reaffirm it regardless. It just keeps going until it's done, and even then you just keep reaffirming it to keep it in the reality.
1: Totally. And, you know, I used to be so shy to talk about these little bit more metaphysical and spiritual things because I was convinced that if I talked about that, I will start attracting people who think that buying a couple of crystals is a marketing strategy.
0: You should should totally buy a couple of crystals. Always, I mean, like
1: I I do have crystals because I have a good friend who always gives (laughs) gifts as crystals. They're they're great, but but you know uh, what I mean is that just doing the journaling and just doing the mindset work is certainly not enough. It's a huge part of creating anything in your life, but you still have to take the practical action. But the thing is, whether or not you believe that journaling, quote unquote, works, it's not the act of journaling, it's the act of focusing on and locking in what you want. You could do it in a different format, like have a vision board or meditate or visualize internally, whatever works for you that helps you lock it in so that you're bringing it back to your mind and raising your vibration to that level over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I love that, it's um, something that's very, very powerful, especially it's helped me with uh, recently as well, with getting over like a lot of stuff that I really wanna get out of my head onto paper and start bringing around into the way that I see in my world. Now, there is a question I do have that's more to do, like we're taking a complete shift in the opposite direction here. And that is, you've mentioned something about wanting to connect with influencers. Now, my question for you, as I'm pretty sure it's a question for most people listening to this, how the hell do you do it? Because you got in touch with Gary Vee. You've had a bunch of other influencers on your show. It's incredible how you have access to all these people. Now, I got, I'm got i curious. How do you do it?
1: Love them. <laughs> that's, I think that's the biggest key, and it sounds so, so simple. But actually caring about the person, whether it's an already famous person, like, for instance, Gary, or someone who is a talented up-and-comer, Entering the conversation where you lead with the spirit of generosity and giving and being detached from the results. So you go and pick up a conversation and start contributing to that person because you actually want to help them out rather than... Um, expecting something in return and returns will come for sure they come back to you tenfold because it's very much like building good business karma like people see that you're helping them all the time and you constantly whenever they get an email from you or a Skype message or a phone call or whatever it's always good news and you're always giving something that will move their story forward they'll feel good about you and they can tell but come back and say that hey what can I do for you how can I help you out or you know if you ask for a favor they will definitely do it for you but it starts with you being very very selfless and going into connecting with someone truly because you're interested in helping them out and not looking to get something in return right now
0: yeah i mean it's funny because i had steve sims on the show as well not too long ago yeah and uh, steve's a character i fucking love that guy um but what i can say is that even he was saying that the best thing that you can always look at when you're connecting with influences is remember the old halbert saying what's in it for them mm-hmm well we fm wif and what's in it for me for the in their perspective um and it's so true because you're saying almost the same thing you love them for who they are but you're also like seeing how you can help them get on their radar and ultimately like have them come back to you as well because it's all about giving really at the end of the day
1: Sure, and you know exactly what you were asking. For example, how I was able to get people like Gary V on our podcast and want to influence. Well, that was an act of giving because. He had a book at the time that was in the pre-publishing phase. So he was already promoting it, but it was for Jab, 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 Right Hook three and a half years ago, four years ago now. And uh, he committed to doing every single little interview that he possibly could for the entire year. Now, I didn't even know initially that he had a book coming out. I just set my sights on locking in the intention that I want to connect with Gary Vee, And then I went on Amazon and looked at the books that are coming out in the business category in the next few months, you can sort them in reverse, um, chronological order so that you can see when it's through a bigger publisher, you can see sometimes up to a year in advance that who has a new book coming out. And that's a great way to connect with up and with the already famous influencers who might have already an existing New York Times bestselling book, and maybe this is their second book, and certainly they will want to promote it. And so that's exactly what we did with Gary, for instance. I reached out to him and I said that, hey, I see that you have this book coming out in, in the fall. Would you like to do an interview? I would love to help you promote it. And that was why he was able to say yes. So things where you can find a good time to connect with them, where you actually are contributing to their goals and their lives. And it doesn't have to be necessarily business related. It could be something where you help them, you know, introduce them to someone or recommend a great vegan restaurant. If you see that they're traveling somewhere and they uh, they are not familiar with the area and they happen to be vegan, why don't you just tag them on Facebook, you know, and then say that, hey, check out this restaurant, I think you'll enjoy it, or anything simple like that, that will truly help them makes a difference.
0: That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, So I have a question here, really, because it's more of a personal thing. How did you actually get in touch with them? Was it via email? Was it Twitter, Facebook? What was the methodology that you used?
1: Email. Very simple email. I didn't know him from before. I just reached out and said exactly what I just told you.
0: That's pretty awesome. I just love that. Like, it's that complete innocence that I don't know who you are. I just want to help you. And because it's true innocence in its own sense, it gets responded to versus I'm the biggest fan in the world.
1: Well, I I knew who he was. I just uh, didn't know prior to looking this book up that he had a book coming out. But then once I found out about the book, then I was able to pitch it with that, that, hey, I want to help you promote your book
0: oh god gotcha. you see that makes some more sense see the person i'm trying to get on my show still to this day is uh, joe rogan dude is so okay. hard to get in touch with but that's um,
1: uh, what have you tried so far
0: well i've emailed him to apply for a show i've also uh facebooked him but one and twitter but what i'm actually going to be doing is when i can travel to the u.s um i'm actually going to one of his shows Oh, perfect! Yeah, and because his gym that he trains out of as well is uh his best friend's gym, Eddie Bravo, and I'm training Eddie's gym as well. So mm-hmm. through that way, we've, we've got mutual friends with Bass Rutin, So I'm just gonna basically like converge everything like leading up to the weeks so I'm in California. Just be like, everyone, tell like Joe to get in touch with me and see what yeah, happens.
1: Yeah, you know, um. Couple of things that come to mind with this. One is if you have mutual friends with someone, and they have a good relationship with the person who you want to connect with, then that's the best and the lowest hanging fruit because you can just simply ask for an introduction. Now you mentioned, for example, Steve Sims a minute ago. He is super, super well connected, and I know that that's one of his biggest frustrations that people ask him, like dozens of people every week, that hey, can you introduce me to Richard Branson? (laughs) It's like no. And rightfully so, because imagine if if he did it, like his credibility with Richard would go down immediately if he just kept introducing every single person. But what you want to do is find at least one, if not mutual, several mutual friends with the person who you want to connect with and start focusing on contributing to them and building stronger relationships with them to the point where when the time feels right, it doesn't feel like a big deal for them to make that introduction for you.
0: Yeah, that makes way more sense.
1: Now, if you're already, if you have the book, uh, or I mean the, the trip booked and you're coming over, then I think what you outlined with your plan to connect with Joe is a perfect plan as well. And what if, if you were to start this project from scratch, what I would do a little bit differently, just for next time, is to start with connecting with them where you're giving them a platform or you're helping them out in some way rather than applying for instance to be on their show it just positions you a little bit differently because like this where even though you're contributing great content if you were to be a guest on his show still it's starting with an ask especially for someone like joe who has a lot of guests already wanting to be on the show
0: well actually i emailed him and it wasn't to be so much on his show as it was to be on mine simply because i couldn't get out to california
1: oh yeah. okay so, i missed so that I thought you wanted no, to be no. on your show as a guest
0: <laughs> oh i do that's definitely a goal down the line but i want him to be on my show first just simply because um I freaking love the guy he's absolutely amazing what he does and i love the way he does content but like kind of jumping off of this point right now would be my favorite question really to ask for you in particular like you read a crap ton of books a lot of the time like you read as much as i do um sometimes more give or take I know that it gets really really busy to keep up at times, but I was gonna ask, as far as it goes with really understanding how to position yourself and everything that there is, what are your top three books that you've read that really helped you, that really impacted the way that you do this?
1: Oh my gosh, I love this question because there are so many good books on this topic. (laughs) So one is Dr. Uh, Robert Cialdini's book, Influence. Mm. I really love that book because it outlines the basics of what makes people tick and how you can impact them and influence their decisions. That's a really good book. Another one is um, Harry Beckwith's book, Selling the Invisible. That is something that will help you with positioning yourself in a way where Others just trust you, even though they can't make an intelligent decision or whether or not you're any good at what you do. Now, assuming you're good at what you do and, and you use this, uh, these strategies wisely, but he's referencing examples like, for example, doctors or um, some kind of a very hard science where you really have, as a, as a patient, you don't have any way of really evaluating whether or not they're a good Uh, professional, they're really good at what they do, but you go with the doctor that you choose for your surgery, for example, because you trust them because of the way they behave and the way they connect with you. And that's what he calls selling the invisible. And then one more book I can give you is Keith Ferrazzi's Never Eat Alone, which is a book on uh, building your network and connecting with people and making friends with those around you who are in a position to help you.
0: That's an interesting collection. I'm going to give you... uh, I'm actually going to send you a book later tonight Um, that's pretty cool. You'll actually really really enjoy it. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'll tell you after the show. It's absolutely brilliant. and um, It's funny because this is the third time I've mentioned this book today. So strange. Things happen in threes. Yay. So with that being said, I really have to... uh, the, The question I really have for you more than anything at this point is when you're actually building everything up and you were going through like the tough times because again we all go through them what was it that kept your confidence going like what stopped you from actually throwing in the towel Well,
1: will define throwing in the towel
0: like not wanting to do it anymore like quitting and going back to do something else because I, I don't know well I'm assuming here that you like many of us have had the feeling of well sometimes it might be easier if I just get a job or if I just you know go do something else, pursue something else instead of what I'm doing?
1: I, you know, I love this question because I feel like that's such a a tricky mindset to fall into, to think that something else will be easier Mm -hmm. because it is easier in the beginning for sure. Because when you're excited about something, you don't take the obstacles and the negative feedback to heart because you are still very, very inspired by the idea and you just want to keep going. But the trick comes when you come to an obstacle where where you're already wearing down on your strengths. And if you're not manufacturing that excitement and keeping it up intentionally, then it's easier to give up and to want to do something else i never really had the feeling that it would be easier to get a job because i've had jobs here and there but never lasted more than a few weeks you know? yeah i don't <laughs> blame you not cut out for <laughs> So I, I never had the experience of, of that being an easier experience than doing my own thing. But I do have to keep very focused on what I'm doing because it's easy to get excited about other projects within the same business or even just starting a whole new business idea. I have so many other things that I want to do down the line be, uh, besides publicity and besides connecting with influencers. But I know that if I build a powerful personal brand first, all of those other things that are "Quote unquote, real world businesses, right in real estate and fashion and everything else, will be easier to create because I already have a platform. So just figuring out what is it that will help you help you keep on track. That I think that really helps with not falling into pieces when when something doesn't work out. And then another thing too is having a fundamental underlying belief that life happens." for you, not to you. So every experience, no matter how negative, is actually there to serve you. And then on a practical side, of course, doing the journaling or mindset work, intention setting, and connecting with friends, with good friends who are entrepreneurs who have gone through the same kind of challenges that you have, um, being part of a community, hiring a coach or a mentor, all of those are really, really great as well
0: that's pretty cool see i love how that like ties in because so few people actually do stuff like that i mean me personally I have people like you thankfully whenever i fall into those uh patterns that always come out and just kick my ass which is lovely
1: and <laughs> yeah i send you cat pictures or something to cheer you
0: <laughs> yeah it's weird how cat pictures make people so much happier i've done this to, like so many of my friends who i just send them pictures of chase and luna and they're instantly like okay my day feels good i'm happy with this let's keep going <laughs>
1: But you know why that is? It it sounds silly on the surface, but it really is because when you connect with animals, you're suddenly back in flow. You don't have that attachment to result. You're not petting a dog because you want them to do something for you. Well, sometimes you might. But you know, with cats, it's more even more obvious because they're very, very independent creatures. Mm-hmm. You're you want to give to them. You're not necessarily expecting something from them in return, certainly not in the moment. And so that allows you to just go and dance with the energy between the two beings, between the animal and you. So doing that kind of stuff or, or even fun adventure stuff if you're an adrenaline. Landing junkie, then you know, jumping out of planes or going jet skiing or anything that would make you feel happy and joyful can help you tap back into flow right away. The only trick is that you uh, need to find a way to consistently find happiness without being depend dependent on the external stimulus.
0: Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes complete sense to I me. Mean, you become dependent on something, then it just because it starts to rule you rather than benefit you which is never a good place to be. Now, that being said, am I allowed to find out what other projects you're working on? Because I only said about two of them, and you're like, no, I'm working on more. I'm like, am I allowed to know about them more, or is this just completely hushed? (laughs)
1: how about (laughs) you? Well, uh, because you were saying that I launched a course, and I have, I actually launched three courses, four courses this year, four projects so far, on the Publicity Crash Course, which is um, a basic fundamental course in helping you go from completely unknown to um, to media getting darling. the publicity that you want and becoming a media darling basically and developing relationships with members of the media so that they want to interview you. Um, then another course that I've uh, created and already I uh, have taught live uh, this year, but it's available as a recording online, is Manifest Your Dream Friends, which is a course on how to connect with influencers. So it exactly taps into that, that how do you create those relationships and start building true rapport with people who are very, very influential and also people who are On the way, who are super talented up and comers, so that you can start building those relationships with them now. And when they do become famous, you see their talent, you see their work ethic, you have a whole history of years of friendship, which is again a really, really powerful place to be in. So, the practical implications, of course, is getting referral partners for your business, getting more clients, uh, being featured in the media, all those things when you focus on your relationships. So, that's manifest your dream friends. And then, my my newest baby, now actually, sorry, second newest baby is the Influencers Inner Circle membership, which is an ongoing training and community where uh, we provide weekly video trainings on how to connect with influencers, publicity, general business development tips around sales, powerful communication strategies, connecting with those uh, you know who can really, really help you and moving the ne- move the needle for you. And we have Q&A calls, and we have a great, great Facebook group where people can connect with each other and help each other as well and start forging other um, beneficial partnerships outside of the influencers in our circle membership area as well, where people can do JVs or other collaboration projects. And my newest one is how to get anyone to do what you want, which is a 10-day intensive, that has to do with connecting with people where you tap into your own influential powers. So exactly the thing that we talked about with moving the needle where where you're able to tap into what other people want and how you can align it with what you want so that you create something for the benefit of and the greater good of all, and at the same time you inspire them, empower them, and move them into action, whether that means to buy from you, refer clients to you, engage with you on social media whatever the business applications are you just gotta know how to talk to them both energetically connecting at the heart level and also what are some of the words and the body language the practical things to use to be able to get them to do what you want
0: that's pretty amazing see i like that because there's that's just so many courses that you've actually just released and whereas i'm still stuck on like getting my thing out the door (laughs) granted yesterday you know August 20, 21st, 2017, I spent 11 hours at YouTube just basically creating, like, nonstop. I think at the end of it, my like, I think I've just found out when I work too much, my hair starts to go, like, really poofy and on end, so I have, like, this weird spiky hair that's super dry, and everyone looks at me and goes, are you tired, or do you just look homeless? I'm like, I just look homeless right now. That That's what it is. Unkempt hair equals really hard at work, adult. That That's how it works out.
1: You know, I used to have this mindset, and I don't know if it's true for you, but for me, I used to be such a perfectionist, and I still Mm -hmm. am sometimes, and I have to remind myself not to be, where I thought that launching a new course is going to have to take at least two or three months, but probably more. (laughs) And That was the story of pretty much last year, where I already had this inkling, and I had the ideas of what I wanted to create, but I was still in this mode of, okay, but how? And I was so stuck on the how, even though I had the greatest team in the world. And now it's like, if I have an idea, just post about it on Facebook and I say that, hey, you guys, this is what I just thought of. This is the idea I received. What do you guys think? And if I see that people want it, if they are interested in it, and they start commenting that, yeah, I want to know more, then I'll make it for them. And so it goes, like, you were the very, very first customer, for example, Adil, uh, you were the very first one who purchased uh, the uh, publicity crash course. That was literally within 12 hours from me having the idea to posting about it on Facebook to to actually processing the payment for the course for you. So you always want to market it first and just talk about it first, sell it, and then build it and it can go really
0: fast oh that's true i'm glad i was the first one there because i remember waking up i think it was like seven o'clock in the morning which is just around 11 o'clock your time i remember just going yes i'm in what's the link and you're like here you go i was like buying <laughs> right i, <laughs> I didn't I don't even, even have the link yet I yeah
1: you literally made you
0: you literally made me wait half an hour because like, i've got to create the link the payment box isn't done yet i was like Okay, how, where do I give you money? <laughs> just like Let's here, Just go here and fair enough.
1: But it doesn't work if you if you try to be stuck on wanting to create this perfect beautiful thing. Oh, wow. I was so happy, and if you remember, the first iteration of the course was super ghetto in internet marketing ways. <laughs> remember where we just used GoToWebinar, and then I would upload the video to um, Vimeo, I think, and through the Facebook group. There was no membership site, no nothing. And yeah, then once nothing. I sold it, then it made sense to create. All the nice things for
0: it yeah see we have a very like I'm so backward with that kind of stuff like I just create all the things for it and then I decide I'm gonna go ahead and like uh have it all out I mean like the thing that really got me stuck in it's very similar to the perfection thing it's because um I I think I don't know about you but I do this quite often like where, where I compare things as in is this good enough not mm-hmm. for the market but really is it good enough for me
1: yeah like, yeah I like totally would, hear you
0: like, would I buy this? Would I do this? Would I? How would I judge this? And in my mind, I'm like, I really shouldn't be doing that all that much because, um, I think it was our, friend, our mutual friend Joss who who told. He actually sat me down and had a really good telling to like a couple of months ago, and he just said, he goes, "Look, Adel, here's the thing: when you sit down to do anything, the reason you're so freaking good at what you do is you scrutinize everything. But the reason you annoy everyone is because you scrutinize everything. You're Like <laughs> yeah. that word is out of place." That letter doesn't need to be there. Why is there a comma here? Would I buy this? It's like, it's not about you. Can you convey your messaging to someone else? Yes. Can you get people to buy things? Like, yes. And you, you've you seen how I write. You've seen how I work in my mind. It's like always, I'm always thinking like six or seven steps ahead at a time.
1: Well, um, you're amazing. I mean, when we had the uh, the consultation, when you helped me to put together a sales page and the webinar um, content, not the content, but the script for the sales pitch on um putting the publicity crash course on an evergreen funnel. I read the draft of this script, but then you went through it in an hour and really gave me focus on the very important, most important points and just reading it out, you were able to give word perfect copy just by saying it out loud instead of having to sit forever and think about what to write.
0: You know what the crazy thing about that is? If I do more of that, I get way more done than if I sit down to actually write stuff or if I sit down to create things because lately when I've been noticing whenever I do slide decks because I looked at my old slide decks from um, about three, four years ago, all my slide decks like one word or like five words just to remind me of what I wanted to talk about. Now I write like full paragraphs in my slide decks. I'm like, wait a second, you're supposed to be speaking. And giving minimal value on the screen so they can get the voice translation over. I'm like, nope, they get everything. It's what we do. I don't want to create workbooks. <laughs> so it's just an interesting thing. But like, honestly, one of the biggest things that for anyone that's struggling through perfectionism, um, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you to actually um, share your tip. But I'm gonna give my tip very quickly. If you're struggling with perfection, for me at least, uh, what really worked is have a friend of yours, or have someone that you know that won't bullshit you sit down and either go through the slides you've created if you're doing a video or go through the script you've created and see what the response is and they have to be 100% honest if it's bullshit it's bullshit if it's awesome it's awesome whatever it is they have to give you full advice and for me that gives me confidence when someone that I trust looks at something and goes what again this is something that happened a couple of months ago um, so a couple of weeks ago by the time this comes out it's a couple of months ago they looked at me and they read module 3 scripts for uh, SSB, which was emails. Mm-hmm. I read them just one video and they looked at me and went, is this just one video? I was like, yeah, they're like, why haven't you released this? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like everyone needs this. You idiot. Go. Re-. I was like, okay, fine. I'll go release it. So this <laughs> is one of those things, but that's my whole way of getting over perfectionism is if you can't validate your own idea, have a very good friend of yours validate it for you. So what's, uh, what's your way, Esther?
1: Um, my, I don't even know if it's a method or a tip, but really to give yourself permission to find and feel joy because inspired ideas are only alive while they're inspired. You know how many times you have a great idea, for instance, for a blog post or a live stream mm-hmm. or something you wanna do, but let's say you can't get to it because you're driving or you're at the gym or something, you can't exactly do it right at that moment and you're like, oh, I have to write it down, I have to write it down, right, or I have to remember this. Either you completely forget it, which is totally fine, or you come back to it when you get the chance and it's like, eh, Or you start second-guessing yourself or it's like, oh, this is stupid. This is not that much fun anymore. Um, The reason that that feeling happens is because that idea was supposed to be executed in that moment. Now, if it's something that is really meant to be, it will come back to you again. But I'm a big believer in not trying to force to make some things work talk about it and post about it and get validation from your market, meaning that who would want to actually buy it, um, when you're actually excited about it. So if I have an idea at 1030 in the evening, and I know that it's even later on the East Coast, it's 30 AM, I could think that, well, I'm not going to post about it right now because nobody will see it, you know, on Facebook. Well that's just silly because if I'm truly excited about it, those are some of the posts, no matter what the time zone or what, how late it was, that get the most response, and then. I know that, yeah, I wanted to do it. But if I held off till the next morning, I wouldn't feel as excited about it anymore. So I wouldn't get the same kind of response. And you can see this when you see, for example, ads where they're coming up in your newsfeed and you see that they are checking off all the points that you have to have to be a good copywriter, you know, and, and have all the things that there needs to be scarcity and a catchy headline and a good image and all of that stuff. But somehow it falls flat because the person who created it wasn't truly in alignment with it. They were not happy about doing that project when they created that offer. So for getting over uh, perfection and, and being stuck on the details is truly giving yourself permission to follow your joy and lock into what's fun right now and just get it out the door. And if you really something tiny bothers you, you can always come back to it and fix the details later. But get it sold first.
0: Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It It's very, very true. I mean, especially having all those things right there. And the amount of times I've had that situation where I've written an idea down, two hours later, they come back. I'm like, yeah. I really right. To and and
1: that's, it's dead. Sorry. You don't want to have a corpse <laughs> decorating yeah, you know. your window store, right?
0: <laughs> Tell or me window. about it, right?
1: Totally. You, you know, it reminds me when I was a really young child, I started – sewing uh, making clothes from a very very young age because i was just interested in it and i like creating my own stuff and i was always so impatient and wanting to get the clothes done and ready and and ready to wear and to show it off like i was like six seven years old and totally happy and and nerding out on doing all the things with the patterns and actually creating these new clothes and so if something didn't come out perfect, it's a very, very detailed oriented kind of uh, thing where you have to exactly sew straight and make sure that the hem is cut straight and like all that stuff. It Dep- doesn't matter how difficult or how complex your project is. There's just a lot of things that you have to do perfectly for that item to look good when you put it on. And so I remember my grandma was teaching me how to sew and I I I was saying, no, no, let's do it this way. This is shortcut. We'll be done faster. And she's like, no. (laughs) And I said, why? And she said, well, because when you wear it, then people will not ask how fast did you get it done. They will ask who made it. And so that, I think that mentality, which makes perfect sense for ready to wear for clothing, it really cripples you when it comes to creating new projects as an entrepreneur. So you just got to let it go.
0: Yeah. That's very, very true. Now, my favorite word and my favorite question of all time is going to be coming up. Okay. And that is quite simply this. If you had to give three pieces of advice to someone, to an entrepreneur that was, uh, you know, they hit the roller coaster, they're on a downturn right now, and they're looking for an upturn um, in their business, or the entrepreneur has hit a plateau and doesn't know how to excel out the place they're at right now, and they're getting bored, what three pieces of advice would you give them in particular to do like to get out of this rut. Or, number yeah no go. Nope, nope, go.
1: What well, number one is to get your mind in the game, get your head right. So that means journaling, setting your intentions and really locking into what you actually want to create. And it comes back to what we talked about a little bit earlier. You might ask yourself in your journaling that if I were truly in alignment right now, what would i be doing if i were already the kind of person who i know i can be that version 2.0 of myself that successful one that next level version of me what would be my point of view to life what would be my reactions to these situations that i'm surrounded by right now what would be my choices what would be my decisions and start writing those things out so that you up level your thinking where you're acting from the place of being the person who you want to be rather than being the person who you perceive yourself as right now that's one right and mm-hmm. uh, number 2 is to focus on your relationships start building your connections and connect with the influencers and everybody who has the talent and the work ethic that you know it takes to become an influencer, start making friends with them now before you need them and truly lead with the spirit of generosity and giving and start contributing to them so that when the time is right, they can help you as well. And the third one, I would be crazy not to say, is to focus on positioning yourself as well as the go-to authority in your niche. So that means making friends with influencers, for sure, and then also getting publicity so that you can have the credibility of those as seen on where you're on TV, on radio, on podcasts, newspapers, magazines, because that just helps with developing trust and relationships with your audience where it's easy for them to say yes to you.
0: Well, so that's always a great thing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Esther. Those are, like, really powerful tips. Just simply, especially just the first one, getting your mind right is everything. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. where you kick it off. That's pretty amazing. Guys, go check out Esther's uh, website, borntoinfluence.com forward slash checklist. Go through it. And also, I would suggest very heavily, go, go through everything Esther's got. Like, try and get your hands on anything. If you can't... If your budget is less than 50 bucks, she has something for you somewhere. I know it because Essence is that kind of lady. She always has something like rolling from every price point available. Um, but preferably, I'd say get the Publicity Crash course as a beginner course. Um, what's the price point for that right now?
1: It's $997. And if you let me know that you came from Adults Community, then we'll give you a special link to hook you up for half off.
0: Sweet. So, yeah, guys, go. Go save that money because that's awesome. Like I've gone through this course; it's absolutely amazing. Um, I'll tell you right now, it's probably one of the best courses you'll see out there. Plus, I think there's also two months inf- inside the influences in a circle um, that comes with it. I could be wrong, but that could be the yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there is some pretty awesome people I've actually had. You're going to be hearing from a few people I want on the show from there. Um, I can tell you right now, it's, it's an amazing community that she's building. And by the time the show comes out, it'll be such a strong community ready to go that being said esther thank you so much for being here today i really appreciate you taking the time and actually being so open
1: thank you thank you so much for having me it was really fun
0: i'm glad that you really enjoyed it guys i'll see you on the next episode of Alan Marcy unplugged and remember go check out borntoinfluence.com forward slash forward slash checklist and if you're listening to this anywhere please stop for a moment go review the site go review the show on itunes share it friend it whatever it is that you need to do uh we'd love to hear from you as well take care guys i'll see you on the next episode